Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With so many things making headlines every day, how do you decide what news to consume? How can you be sure you're not being influenced? How do you know what to believe? According to PewResearch.org, a third of Black adults report that they have a significant amount of trust in the news they get from local news companies, higher than white adults at 27%. The same research suggests that Black adults are more inclined to feel connected to their primary news source. It is also reported that there are more than 100 Black newspapers across the country, many being community-oriented publications. Perhaps this helps explain why Black people are less concerned with fake news than other national issues. 42% say they are, compared to 51% of white people. Black media has a unique charge to it. Historically, when national or local news agencies chronicled the narrative, oftentimes the roles of Black people were rewritten, diminished, or excluded altogether. All too often, this is still the case. There have been many challenges to mainstream media over how black males are often portrayed. Many of us also recognize the scarcity of black people in newsrooms across America. Black media ensures that we have a seat at the national table, one that demands respect because it exudes integrity. One such person ensuring that the legacy of our people is captured fully and accurately is today's guest, Chief Executive Officer of Real Times Media, a black information network partner, Hiram E. Jackson. This is our daily story, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome, Mr. Jackson. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Um, this is a, a wonderful new podcast. I know you've got you guys have started our daily stories, and I'm just honored to be a part of it, Ramses. Oh, well, the honor is all mine. Um, well, let's let's talk about you for a bit. So tell us a bit about your background. How did you get involved in media? You know, um, I wish I could tell you that it was like a stroke of genius, but actually it was it was a mistake and an accident. Uh, I was actually uh, investing uh, in companies that were uh, in trouble. OK, I was doing venture capital primarily in the tech space. Uh, and um, I, I, I grew a, a company from a half a million dollars a year to about one hundred million. Uh, a year in revenue. And uh, two things happened. Uh, one, I filed bankruptcy. And mm. two, I got cancer. Mm. And just, I was on the bottom and uh, just trying to recover health wise and financially. Uh, and um, my business partners came and said, hey, remember we invested in these groups of newspapers a few years ago. We need somebody to run it. And um, we had um, put together a black investment group. Uh, one group was in Chicago, one group was in Detroit. Uh, and a few years previous to this, we actually made an investment to try to work with these uh, newspapers. I had never been in the business, didn't know anything about it, um, but I knew business and I knew I could stabilize it. So I agreed to come up with a business plan and help them find a CEO. 
Um, and uh, I, I found a great CEO and I'm still here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> still here. I love it. So we'll talk to us a bit about the role of black media in the community. You know, black media is, uh, first of all, you know, that's a big, big word, black media. Uh, there are all kinds of black media, obviously. My space in particular is probably rooted in what I would say black newspapers. Okay. And, I, and I'm specific about black newspapers because, you know, that's kind of the original origin of black media. Right. Uh, black newspapers go back, I think, like maybe 100 and almost 190 years now. The original uh, newspaper was printed in New York City. So and it was distributed by the Pullman porters and pastors to hide the fact that folks were being informed about what was going up north or in the south. So it was kind of our primary method of communication uh, for years uh, before radio, uh, you know, obviously before Internet. Um, black newspapers are really, you know, to me, ground zero of how black people communicated with each other and to the broader community. Uh, I would say the number one, the number one role in the black press is to communicate, educate and excite, inform the black community and those who are interested in the black community. Uh, it is to tell the stories that uh, frequently are not being told in the mainstream media and interpret those stories for the broader community. So, you know, when we tell stories, it's probably not going to be seen anywhere else. So how would the narrative and the perception of black people change if black media had more prominent roles in covering mainstream leaning stories? You know, I think that um, what we try to do, Ramses, is we try to uh, amplify those stories that we think are critical to our community that are being ignored. We would be highlighting more of the things that we think are important to black people. I mean, that's it's just that simple. When you have black owned media, black owned media, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have, um, you know, veto power over what gets printed or what ends up on the radio or what what ends up on our websites. Absolutely. And so a guy like me, I, I'm you know, my people are reporting about what's happening in these various black communities. Uh, and we all live in the community. We all shop at the grocery stores on the corner. We're all being educated by the school system we're talking about. We're all on public transportation. And so we live it and breathe it every day, which gives us, you know, the ability to interpret and gives us the authority to speak on it. Hmm. Um, so I think that it's, you know, when you, when you see the Michigan Chronicle or the Chicago Defender or the Atlanta Daily World, uh, you trust it immediately is without question because you know, the people behind those brands are authentic and it's, and it's real. It's, it's real. And it's, and it's published by people who are, who are currently living in the communities that they're serving. Okay. Now you touched on this, you touched on this a bit. Um, how will, let's make it specific. How will our coverage of the U S Supreme court justice nominations and our coverage of police brutality cases influence the way America perceives black people? Well, wow, that's that's an interesting question. I, I think that um, 
when you when you're black in America, you have a certain unique experience that others do not. Uh, and so when you're reporting on how these cases impact your community, our community and our people, mm. um, it is, um, you know, we're serving the purpose of providing the broader community information that they would not other ha- otherwise have, but for receiving it from us. Uh, in one of our on one of our platforms, I told a story about how I was stopped by the police wow. uh, and they didn't care, you know, that. You know, I have an Ivy League degree. I'm a successful businessman. The only thing that they saw was a black man in a hoodie. Right. Uh, and so when we tell our stories from our perspective, it really helps people to have a lot more color in what they see and what they hear uh, about what is really happening. So when, you know, you get someone like Supreme Court nominee Jackson, uh, who comes from a community just like I come from. Uh, who wears her hair just like my mother and my sister, mm-hmm. um, you know, it gives us a unique ability to talk about her background and how hard she she's worked uh, and, and and probably how she was reared. You know, so we, we, we have a unique perspective that and we owe it, quite frankly, Ramses, we, we owe it to America, to the broader audiences to tell our side of the story because they're cheating. They're getting cheated without our perspective, honestly. You know, black people are so important to uh, the overall story of America. And because we have, we can fill in those gaps and we can tell our unique stories and you don't have a true sense of American history unless you're hearing it from the Amsterdam News or the St. Louis America or the Chicago Defender. I love it. I love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Here with us discussing the importance of Black media is Hiram E. Jackson, Chief Executive Officer of Real Times Media. So let's get back to you. So what drives your passion in keeping Black media and keeping our stories in the forefront? Wow, that's a great question. I, you know, I'm a businessman, so you know, and I'm a capitalist. I'm not a journalist, right? So uh, I, I focus on the business model, and it's a great business, to, um, and it allows me to have a you know a business career and have an amazing career in helping our community. Sure. We're in a storytelling business, right? So uh, my passion is, you know, I got the best job in the world. I get up every day and I tell the world amazing stories about Black people. Mm-hmm. all over the country. Uh, and it's a unique opportunity, whether it be 
you know, a high school principal that's sacrificing his life for children or a CEO of a small nonprofit who's been working this thing for 30 years. You know, there are all kinds of people doing all kinds of things all over this country. And we have an amazing platform to share those experiences. Um, and, and I can do that and, you know, build an, an amazing business at the same time. So it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. So let's talk about the amazing business itself. What is the mission of Real Times Media? Uh, you know, real simply, we celebrate African-American achievement every day. Uh, that's kind of our tagline. Um, Real Times Media is a parent company for actually several companies. Uh, we have Who's Who in Black that operates in 15 cities. It's a 32-year-old company. Uh, that produces amazing events and journals and books about successful black people in 15 markets. Uh, we have our news group, which, you know, we've talked about Chicago Defender, Atlanta Daily World, Pittsburgh Courier, Michigan Chronicle. Uh, and we have a special events company that does about 60 events pre-COVID, 60 mm -hmm. events a year. Uh, and we do everything from um, pancakes and politics to women of excellence to best in black, just amazing events where, again, we celebrate African-American achievement. Uh, we also have a consulting firm called RTM 360, uh, which uh, helps companies um, with their cultural marketing strategies. So we're a very diverse company. Uh, we're always evolving. Uh, we, we, you know, um, you know, folks who are talking about pivoting during COVID, you know, we, we pivot every six months because that's just reader habits change and we try to be on top of them. So we're very much not a newspaper company anymore. We, we have two printed products. Everything else is digital uh, and experiential. Okay. Very good. Now you mentioned some of the, uh, the publications themselves, the Pittsburgh Courier, for example, the Atlanta yeah. Tribune, the Chicago Defender. Um, let's talk about the heritage of those publications. Sure. Well, I mean, I think, I think that we have the best collection of black newspapers in the country. Sure. Um, sure. The Chicago Defender was started in 1905 uh, and almost single-handedly brought black people up north. Um, you know, the great migration of black people, the Chicago Defender uh, with, uh, you know, Mr. Abbott, the founder, he would, uh, you know, make a clarion call and help people find jobs up north. Uh, he was printing. Uh, he was such a courageous man. He was printing uh, in his newspaper violent lynchings and telling the world what was happening to black people down south. There's so many famous poets and authors that work for the Chicago Defender is probably the most important black newspaper in history. Mm -hmm. uh, the Pittsburgh Courier was started in 1910. Uh, at one point, it was the largest black owned newspaper in history. It operated in 30 markets uh, and it was a daily. Uh, actually, both papers were dailies. Um, and it had a, a national edition, a daily edition, and a local edition. And again, I said 30 markets. 1910, uh, Jackie Robinson signed his contract in the office of the Pittsburgh Courier. Wow. Um, there was a Pittsburgh Courier reporter that followed him for the first three years of his career. So um, the Atlanta Daily World was the first daily newspaper. 
I think it was the first one with a White House correspondent and Michigan Chronicle um, uh, really uh, promoted uh, black unionism, um, the Motown sound, the, the whole labor movement. And Michigan Chronicle was also big in reporting uh, police brutality uh, originally, too. So this collection of newspapers are very historic. Um, but I do want to correct one thing you said, Ramsey. You said it's over 100. I, I think there are about 260, 270 active Black newspapers I love uh, out there with our National Newspaper Publishers Association, NMPA. Okay, mm -hmm. okay very good. Um, so let's, let's shift gears just a bit here for those who might not be as familiar and are now interested. What can people do to support Black media? There are a lot of ways. Number one, you know, uh, subscribe to it, you know, whether it be a podcast or a website or, you know, um, black media is is really prevalent on, in, in all kinds of platforms um, with us. You know, we have great events. And if you're in one of our markets, you can come to our events. You can subscribe to our our newsletters. Um, you can, uh, for those who are still printing in major markets and in every major market, there's, uh, uh, two or three great black newspapers. You can still subscribe to the print version or online. Um, but you know, I, I th these are hardworking people who really believe in the mission that they're, that they're in. They want to tell great stories factual, accurate stories about the black experience. And if we don't support them, then they can't continue to do that. Uh, in your opening, you talked about reliability and trust. Mm -hmm. You know, those are things that that really the black press that we stand on. When you see the Michigan Chronicle or the Chicago Defender, you don't question the authenticity of it. You don't question whether, you know, the meaningfulness of that brand, because that brand is intergenerational. You know, your grandmother, your grandfather, your nephew. These are people who believe in the Chicago Defender or whatever black brand there is. And and so we have to support black media um, uh, because um, it um, you know, you're not going to go and look in a mainstream magazine or newspaper when your aunt turns 100 years old, when your nephew is, you know, playing a little league game. You know, it's going to be that black media outlet, that local black media outlet that's going to be there providing uh, some exposure. Uh, you don't see the mainstream papers there. That's where we are. We're telling stories every day in these neighborhoods and amplifying amazing things that black people are doing every day. And but for them stories like like we were talking about, you know, there's a huge gap uh, and uh, you're not being fully informed. And we can go from, you know, telling the story about that eighth grade Little League football player to, you know, uh, what's happening in Ukraine and the Supreme Court nominations and, you know, voting rights issues. It's the whole spectrum with us. Um, and you won't get that type of experience with mainstream press. But to continue that, you know, make an investment. People can make an investment in black media by supporting it, um, by subscribing to it. Uh, and, and really make educating themselves on what media, black media properties are in their particular market. OK, very good. Now, you mentioned uh, social media. So in the immediate uh, here and now, how can folks plug in 
uh, in terms of you and these publications? Wow, you can. I mean, the the easy way for us is. I mean, we're we're very active on you know on all platforms: Twitters, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, Michigan Chronicle. Dot com, New Pittsburgh Courier dot com, uh, Chicago Defender dot com. We uh, have a, a, a very robust schedule of events that people can attend. Um, we have um, great newsletters that come out every day at 10 o'clock. Uh, if you go to any of our websites, you can go to realtimesmedia.com to get directed to all of our properties. You know, but I, w- I would encourage your listeners, you know, if you're in New York or Baltimore or you know, Toledo or, you know, Huntsville, wherever you are, there is a thriving black newspaper that has probably converted its platform to digital and they're and they're doing some amazing things. Um, you know, I see and hear the stories about them every day and I try to be as supportive as I can. Our organization is a much larger than average, you know, black newspaper company because we do so much. Um, but, um, you know, the NMPA, the National Newspaper Publishers Association is very active. Um, and, um, you can go to blackpressusa.com, blackpressusa.com to learn about, uh, you know, black newspapers in your respective markets. Uh, and you can go to nmpa.com to learn about our organization. And I think that people will be fascinated with just the depth of knowledge that they can get from these collection of, um, I call them gems. I mean, some of these properties are 140 years old. I'm able to, you know, proudly say that many of them are now being, are evolving to make sure that they're user friendly for this new generation. But that wasn't, that wasn't always the case, but I'm, I'm proud to say that most of them are now. We definitely need that. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, thank you very much for your insight. Once again, today's guest is Hiram E. Jackson, Chief Executive Officer of Real Times Media. It's it's been a pleasure. Thank you, and good luck with your uh, Daily Stories podcast. I'd love to come back anytime you'd ask me to. Thank I appreciate you. it. And before I go, I'll leave you with this: The saying goes, "Those who know the truth are not equal to those who love it." For our people the truth of our heritage, our current standing, and our future prospects. This truth is our strongest asset. We know that we cannot afford to ignore our place in this country, for if we do, we may regress, and we have come too far to turn around. We recognize the groundwork laid by our ancestors. Black media ensures that we are able to stand on the shoulders of the giants who came before us. Black media ensures that the giants of today are enshrined in our stories providing a legacy upon which future generations can stand. Black media is me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Black media is right here, right now on our daily story. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. I am your host, Ramses Ja. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on Our Daily Story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you 
and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.